Hey there, Heart Soul Humans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, this episode is a solo podcast featuring me, myself, and Irene. And I have been traveling for work for about seven weeks now. So uh, I basically just kind of reflect on some of what my travels have, have taught me and, and brought up for me. And I don't really get too much into the stories. I'm going to save that for when I'm back together with uh, my my partner in crime, Neil Bo Baggins. But in this podcast, I basically just kind of talk about extricating yourself from your environment and seeing what aspects of you are true to you and what aspects of you are cultivated by your environment um, and some of the things that we can learn about ourselves through that process. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I've missed you all very much and thank you for tuning in. Hey, 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 heart, soul, humans. I have missed you guys very much. Uh, you guys are probably thinking, what do you mean you've missed us very much? We've been listening to you for the last like several weeks. Uh, and I think that's, uh, I'm going to have to give Neil some credit for that. <laughs> I think he and I did a pretty good job at banking up some extra episodes and he did a great job at spacing them all out so that uh, it would create the illusion that I've been recording episodes with Neil for the last couple of months. But in fact, uh, I've actually been traveling for work for the last, oh, geez, I guess a little over six weeks. Um, I haven't been in my apartment for probably seven weeks now. I have been traveling all over the country. And by all over the country, I mean two different states. <laughs> uh, I went to Michigan for work for a little while, for about a month. And now I'm in Kansas City. Missouri for another month as well. And uh, it, it's it's been an interesting experience um, being away from home for a little while. So I wanted to just kind of pop on and do Neil a solid and like record something so that he's not like the sole bearer of this podcast for a couple of months. Um, and I'm getting really thrown off while I try to do this because usually I record with like a blank screen in front of me but I've changed my Zoom background to like a professional photo of myself. So now I just have this like very awkward, this very awkward looking Zach in front of me in a suit, just like, just very innocently smiling at me. And the dude is throwing me off big time. He's throwing off my mojo. He's throwing off my game. So anyway, like I said, I've been away from home for a while now. I've been out of my apartment for seven weeks and I've been out of California for six now and I've never been away from home for this long. Uh, I've done a lot of traveling in my life. I've been very fortunate to do that and uh, at most I think the most I've ever spent away from home is like two or more weeks at a time. Uh, I've you know traveled to see family for about three weeks at a time but even then it would be like I'd be staying with you know, in, in homes that I grew up in or, or things like that with like people that I've, that I've loved and grown up with for a long time. This is new in the sense that I've been entirely by myself for the last six weeks. Uh, we live in a really amazing age where we have technology and, you know, phones and Zoom and all these, these cool technologies that allow us to connect with people that we care about all over the world so that's been that's been really really nice to be able to like reach out to people that way but other than that like i've just been pretty much by myself for like the last six weeks meeting people from 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 different states and from different backgrounds all over the world who have come to train in these different areas 
Uh, and the experience has been pretty unique. You know, you learn a lot about yourself through a process like this for several reasons. You know, you learn for one, just a lot about yourself by being by yourself, by being alone, you know? Um, but you also were also constantly in relationship with the things and the people around us. And the thing about that is that in your day-to-day life, not much changes. Like as humans, we're pretty much creatures of habit. Some of us are a little extra adventurous, but those those folks who are constantly changing up their environment are probably more outliers than the norm. So for most of us, you know, we have a similar morning routine. We hang out with the same handful of people. We do the same job basically every day. You know, we like to do the same things for fun. And the lines of who we are, what we like, what we value, and the relationships to the things around us, those lines become blurred because it all becomes kind of the same. But when you kind of isolate some of those variables and you take yourself out of that situation and you put yourself into completely different environments around completely different people, you begin to see the things about you that are constant. Uh, And I think that's been a really unique experience that I've been able to have here is like, plopping myself down in these different states in these different cities and seeing what about me is the same and what is a little different. And, you know, some of the things that I've noticed um, is really like how much of a creature of habit I am. Uh, So I think, you know, some of you might be a little bit more adventurous uh, in the sense that like, you know, I go to these new, I go to these new places and there's so much that I want to see and do. You're like, oh, you know, there's all these cool museums that I want to go check out. There's a lot of coffee shops in the area that I want to see, um, restaurants that I want to try out. And I've pushed myself to definitely try as much as I uh, like as much as I can. But I'll notice myself like slipping into routines so quickly. And I don't know how much of like a natural thing that is or how predisposed I happen to be as a person to that. Um also this picture of myself is super throwing me off. I look like I have a spray tan in it and it is it's just not a it is not a look. Um <laughs> I look like uh I look like Donald Trump. I look like a Donald Trumper. It's 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 a it's a wild look. I look like I was just ran through a Cheeto factory. Anyway. <laughs> so I've found myself kind of uh slipping into routines um very very quickly and very easily you know trying you know going to the same coffee shops taking the same bike routes doing a lot of these things and really just realizing how much as people we like to just kind of anchor ourselves into something that feels stable and safe and predictable you know and and at home and i think the more that we create those those creature comforts um, the more, the more we do feel at home and the more like, it's kind of, uh, it reminds me of like being a kid and you're playing like hide and go seek or you're playing tag or you're just out like at a park playing with your friends and you're like a little kid, you know, four or five or six years old and you run back to your parent 
and you just like, you know, touch your parents' leg or you just like run over to them and tell them something that you think is exciting and they probably think is like mind-numbingly boring. And then you run back to playing with your friends and it's like you you go back to this touchstone, this piece that feels like stable, like a part of your identity. And I think we do, I think, you know, we really have like a, a predisposition to do this kind of thing. Um, there's also something I heard. I can't remember if I like, I heard it from somebody or like a lecture or I read it somewhere. So take it with a grain of salt, but like the, oh yeah, no, I read this, I think from like a, like a recent, like either Stanford or like Harvard study that had come out, which was, um, they were talking about how much of the human brain is dedicated to like mapping out your environment and that this is like seen in dreams too, that like a lot of your, your dream states um, and we could, you know, we could spend hours and hours talking about like, you know, some of the metaphysical aspects of dreams, but from kind of like this biological neurochemical perspective, a lot of, the energy that your brain expends during these dream states is in like reconciling these topographical maps of, of your life. So like if you are exploring new areas in your in like, like new domains, um, you will, you'll have like really, I guess kind of like really intense dreams from what I remember reading is like, that a lot of your your brain energy goes into like creating new maps um so for me you know i've been in two different two different cities now two different hospital systems like learning what each building in the hospital system is called and like what what floors have which departments and where i'm going for this and where i'm going for that and what cafeterias have the best food and which ones to go to and quickest way across town by a bike, a quickest way across town, you know, when you're walking or whatever, you know? And so, uh, it's been, it's been kind of interesting to see, see what that takes from you. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of mapping, I've gotten a little off the beaten path here. Um, it is very hard to stay on track when you're just kind of monologuing (laughs) in a room, as I've probably said before on some of these solos. Uh, what I like, what I wanted to kind of hone in on was this idea that I've talked about in the podcast before, which is the idea that we're in relationship to everything around us. We're in relationship to the people around us. We're in relationship to the items that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. The, the town that we're in, the, the family unit, the job, all these different things. Like we have a a relationship to something and this is largely regulated by the way that we perceive of that thing. And you could think of this like two different people plop down in the same setting. You might be, they might be working in the same office, doing the same job, making similar calls or answering to like the same, the same boss. And these two people could have an, a completely different experience of that job. You know, one person might love it. The other person might hate it. Um, or they might just have completely different perspectives on the thing. And that just has so much to do with the way that we relate, right? Like we're in a relationship. It's like being in like a dating relationship, you know, the relationship that you have with your partner is very different than the relationship that your partner had with their ex or that you had with your ex. Um, 
you know, no, no two things are ever really, um, ever really the same in different settings because we all relate to things differently. So for me, some of the things that I've noticed about the, like who, like, I guess who I am or some of the things that I've kind of learned about myself once I've been extricated from my normal routine a lot of it is about just, you know, kind of like I'm saying, the way that I relate uh, specifically to to people. Um, when you are living in your same town, your same city, you're doing your same job, you're hanging out with your same friends, you can get into these patterns of interaction with people. And it can be hard to really discern, like, you know, what am I like across the spectrum? Uh, because I could just be like really comfortable with this person or I could just be you know this person and I have just kind of created a specific type of rapport a specific type of energy in the way that we interact with each other and so like you you know this like you go hang out with one friend and the types of humor like the type of humor that arises from you the types of jokes that you tell the types of things that you talk about maybe even the way that you inflect your voice or like the impersonations that you do kind of trend along one line and then you spend time with a different friend or like your mom or something like that. And maybe the way that you think is different. Like you might notice that you actually think along different lines, behave along different lines and just feel like a different energy in your body. So I was curious to see what seemed different to me. And really like one of the, one thing that stood out to me was just like, I guess, um, how little I cared to do like extraneous socializing, <laughs> uh, you would think like being away from home for several months, you would be like really craving to like, go out and socialize with people. And I'm not saying that I, that I don't, you know, feel like I want to connect with people, you know, being by yourself for like six weeks is definitely like, it's definitely a challenge and it's definitely an experience. Um, and I definitely, enjoy making small talk from time to time. But uh, the the situations that I find myself in, you know, I'm kind of in a way doing like internships or like little uh, interviews, like long form interviews for these, for, for residencies, for jobs. And I'm amongst a, a handful of other medical students in each setting. So I see how each different person interacts with that has has that relationship with what we're doing like the types of different pressures and techniques to cope with those pressures that people use when they're in the setting like oh you know this this is a place that I want to do my training at and it's really important to me to make a good impression on these people what can I do to make a good impression and then like the way that they manifest their personality into that into that setting with those with those thoughts kind of pressuring them or putting that back on them. And what I've noticed is like, I, I, I didn't really feel this impulse to like be super social, to be super charismatic, to be super well liked by people. And that gave me a level of freedom. I think in the way that I was able to interact, um, I didn't feel this pressure to like, put such a great you know uh make such a great first impression or put such a great like first foot forward in the sense of being like oh they need to see all of 
who and what I am in this moment. Like, I think we all have these ideas of who we are at our best and like what some of our best qualities are. And when we're trying to make an important first impression on somebody or, you know, like be it like a job interview or like you're going on like a first date with somebody or you're hanging out with, um, I don't know, you're like trying to meet like a new friend and you're hanging out with somebody who you think is really cool. Like you might have these certain aspects of you that you kind of like want to show off like, oh, maybe I'm really funny or maybe I'm really intellectual or maybe I have like a really good sense of style and I want to like put these types of things forward. And I think, I feel like we like pressure ourselves to, to put all of this on the table right away. But the way that it's occurring to me right now, as I kind of reflect on it verbally, it would be like if you were going to drink a bubbly drink, like you were going to drink like a soda or like a LaCroix or like something like that, you know, an energy drink, like you want to pop it open and there's like enough pressure that's that releases and like the bubbles come to the surface and like you sip on it and it's refreshing and kind of like tart because of all the carbonation of the bubbles. But like if you shook the bottle or the can up and then you cracked it open and all of it's like blew out on your face or like on your hands or onto the floor or whatever, like that wouldn't be a good experience. So like having all of the contents come up at once or all of all of what you think you have to offer trying to like put that out at once it can, it comes across as like being a lot as like being too much and you can definitely like see and feel the nervous energy that comes off of people when they try and uh comport themselves in this way or like demonstrate this way of being and that's not to say that I've been like totally free of that that way of interacting. Like I'll definitely catch myself every once in a while trying to be something, right? Trying to be the ideal medical student, trying to be likable, trying to be sociable or whatever it might be, right? Like I definitely catch myself every once in a while. But for the most part, like I feel this freedom to kind of like let my personality be what my personality is. Um, and what I mean by that, like I'm I'm kind of just going with this train of thought and I'm hoping that it's that it's like helpful for people to kind of reflect on their own ways of being and like maybe find some value in in their quieter nature or um take some take take some pressure off the off yourselves for making a particular type of first impression that you think is is the best one. Um but for the longest time in my life, I thought that like making a good first impression meant that one, I had to be garnering like a, it, an exorbitant amount of attention from the room, be it like, you know, the person who was in charge or just kind of like the most people in the room would be interacting and engaging with me. I thought that was like a marker of charisma and social success for a while, especially in these scenarios where you're trying to be marketable, right? Um, also I think just like bringing the most pot, you know, bringing the most energy, like being the funniest person or like being the smartest person, like being the most of something, right. I think a lot of the time we like, we want to live in this, um, we want to be like the, the main character of our story. And to do that, like, we think that we have to be the most at something, the best at something, uh, because when we read stories or we watch movies or something like the protagonist is always the most something. Um, rarely do you have a protagonist that is like just a middling person. 
So I think we get it into our heads that we have to be like exceptional at all times. And I've really just kind of given myself permission, or at least I've noticed that some part of me over the last several years has decided to give me permission, and I'm grateful for it, (laughs) to just kind of like chill out, (laughs) you know? And um, what I notice is that like I feel fairly quiet. Um, I don't feel like I want to engage in a lot of like extraneous small talk. And when I do feel up for it and I do feel comfortable and I feel like the energy is right for it, like I feel a natural kind of energetic rapport with somebody, then I'll do it. And in those scenarios, it feels very natural. It feels very good. And I feel like I make good connections with people versus the times when I feel like I need to force humor into a conversation or I need to force, I don't know, like you just, well, you just need to force anything into a conversation. Like for one, you probably walk away from that conversation feeling like, oh my God, that was so stupid of me. I shouldn't have done that. That was such a weird or embarrassing thing to say. Or like, you know, you just kind of like have that, that judgment or that, um, I forgot what the, there's like a psychological term for it, but basically like when you look back on a scenario and you basically recap it, Uh, It makes me think of like when you're a kid in high school and you do this and like every social interaction you walk away from, no matter how popular or cool you might be perceived as by other people, like you're always in this like state of self-judgment of like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. That was so stupid. Or, you know, you just feel very vulnerable all the time. And I think that that really correlates pretty, pretty linearly with like how much we're trying to be something either that we're not or like some kind of like hyperbole of what we are, some some exaggeration of who we are. I think like any time that we do anything other than what is like natural and organic, we expose ourselves to like self-criticism. The times when I feel probably the least self-critical are like the times when uh, I'm just like doing what I'm doing, you know? Um, And it's funny because like we spend our entire, like most of us spend our entire lives like trying to protect or hide that thing that is the most authentic about us. Um, And then we beat ourselves up really hard for like being judged a certain way when we were trying to be something that we were not. Um, And then we, we sit at home and we lament why nobody sees the greatness that's inside of us. Like if only people could see these things that are truly good about me, you know, why can't people see that? And then like we go out into our lives and then we hide those things and we wonder why people can't see them. So all of this to just say, like, I think part of this is like, you know, just kind of to give yourself permission to like lean back in your, in your social life, or just like, I just kind of like lean back in your life in general And to see what feels natural and what feels right. And you could say that this is just mindfulness, you know. We spend a lot of time being taught what to be. And like as kids and as teenagers, like learning what traits we're naturally good at. And then we just like start to subconsciously lean into those. Like if you're somebody who's naturally funny, you'll constantly lean into your humor even when the situation no longer calls for it, or like if you're naturally intellectual, you'll constantly lean into what you know and like your, your sharp, like just like your sharpness and your wit and your cunning 
to the point where like somebody might be trying to connect with you in a heartfelt way and you just can't get out of your brain, you know? Um, and you come across maybe as like arrogant or maybe as just kind of, you know, full of yourself or whatever it might be. Like we, we lean into these things that are naturally strong about us to the point where they actually come to our detriment. And it's just a natural reaction. And I think when we give ourselves permission to like, to not react in a situation and to like lean back and maybe get comfortable with like a 10 second silence in a conversation or like get comfortable, like not talking in a group and just like observing what we're, what we're thinking and feeling and like waiting for the right moment that feels natural and spontaneous to arise. Um, we begin to see that like some of the, some of these characteristics that one, I think we really value and, and wonder why other people don't get to see will come to the surface or two, these things will come to the surface that we might not even know exist within us. Uh, or we might receive some reflection from the outside world about what that quality is that we were particularly unaware of. We might take for granted or not realize because we either don't take the time to introspect about those things or in that way, or it's something that literally just flies so far beneath our radar that we don't even notice it happening. Um, and I think this is true of a lot of growth and a lot of change and like the, these kind of subtle metamorphoses that occur within us. Like we pick up on a few different character traits that we might not like about ourselves. And, and then we're like, how do I change those things? Or like, how do I improve in this way? Or we, we find some obstacle in our life that needs to be overcome from our, from our point of view. And we work towards developing the skills and the resources to overcome that obstacle. And what we don't realize is happening when we when we're looking at in one direction is that things are happening when in the, the area that we're not looking at. So like, you might be undergoing a tremendous amount of metamorphosis as you're listening to this podcast and as you're going about your day and going about your life, focusing on, you know, shit, my, my mom is having this health problem and I need to find her like, you know, a place to live and I don't want to put her in a home, but I don't have the space to like let her live with me. Or you might be dealing with some anxiety, some social anxiety or some, uh, some financial anxiety in your life and you're trying to overcome that. And meanwhile, you don't realize that you're cultivating some amazing gift, like some artistic gift, or um, you might be building some client base in your business that you're like kind of not even really paying attention to. That's a shitty example. I think you would, I think you would notice that. But like something about you might be changing um, as a function of what you're trying to overcome in your life, and you don't even realize it's happening until you take some space to like let it arise naturally in the situations that call for it. Um, which is, I guess, kind of like another tangent or like another, another key here is that like, when we behave organically, when we behave naturally and we just follow our most authentic impulses, what we realize is that we're not really in the driver's seat. <laughs> like, and when we try to be in the driver's seat of our personality, it's just that it's personality. It's like this thing that is actually kind of like a facade or like inauthentic. It's us trying to like steer the ship of how we think other people should perceive us and what we think they should see in us. But when we're behaving organically and authentically, what we're actually doing is allowing 
the circumstance that we are in to cultivate from us or like to pull out of us or call out of us that which we have cultivated. So if you think about it in terms of like athletics or a sport, you know, or something like that, like um, let's take, God, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm familiar with like combat sports, like wrestling and fighting, but I know probably like most of our audience don't engage with that kind of stuff. Um, but like, it's, it's what I know. So I'm just going to speak from what I know. Like you might practice jujitsu and you might practice like, okay, you know, I got good at arm bars and I got good at like chimeras and these kinds, you know, these rear naked chokes. And I got good at like, like accessing those moves from like weird positions that I never thought I would use, but I've like practiced them over and over and over again. Um, and you have this tool belt of, of moves and techniques that you can utilize. But if you tried to like force it, the other person would see it coming and avoid what you were doing. But if you're kind of in the moment, you're in this flow state and you're allowing your body to feel the other person, then your body, since you've practiced it a thousand times, will naturally begin to move into a sequence uh, of techniques that you've just drilled into yourself. And so what I'm saying is that the moment or the circumstance called out of you what was necessary for your success. And I think that that is true of, of all of our lives, frankly. Like we, we spend time stressing about things. We spend time stressing about maybe the way that we're perceived or what we need to be more of or what we need to be less of or what we need more of or what we need less of in terms of like resources or opportunities. Um, and that's a natural process. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think it's a natural human thing to fixate on kind of like what we perceive of as negative, um, and kind of use that as like grist for the mill for growth. Um, but I think like at a certain point when we have the opportunities, we should also like lean back and I'm literally getting like a, like a vision of just kind of like leaning back in a chair and like you're in a group setting and you're, there's like five people talking and you just lean back and you just watch the conversation. And then suddenly you feel called to like lean forward and say something. It's that kind of, it's, it's that kind of texture, I guess. So, um, this is not at all where I thought this was going to go, <laughs> but I think we kind of like dug into some, some decent stuff here. I have more stories from my travels and um, probably more things that I want to reflect on, but I'd like to do those with Neil present so that like, I can tell him some of these stories of what have happened and, uh, and uh, kind of feel like I'm in conversation with you guys rather than just like monologuing at this picture of me with somehow looking like I have a spray tan, even though I don't. Um, oh boy. If we had like some kind of system to like send in votes or send in likes through this podcast, I would be like, send in likes and then Zach will get a spray tan if we reach like a certain number of <laughs> a certain number of things. Maybe at some point, um, actually we'll do like a GoFundMe or like a something like that, like a, a Patreon, like a GoFundMe for like a good cause, like a charity or something like that. And uh like you know, if we like reach a certain goal, like I'll get a I'll get a spray tan and like take goofy pictures or something like that. <laughs> if, that if that sounds if that sounds like something you guys would be into i guess you could like reach out to to me or neil um on our like instagram stuff and we'll 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 put we'll do something goofy uh for something like that and like maybe reach out and tell us like what kinds of causes you guys would want to see us back 
if we did something like that. I think that would be a really cool thing. Um, with the caveat that I'm going to have to do something like that after my residency interview season, because I, I cannot show up. <laughs> I cannot show up uh, looking like the copper tone baby, <laughs> like to, to an interview and just be like, yo, what's up, Jersey Shore? I'm here for, I'm here for this professional interview. Um, they're going to be like, my God, are you wearing like cut off jean shorts underneath that suit? And the answer is always yes. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, it's nice to like actually be back on here and talking to you guys and connecting to your energy. Um, it's been about, you know, probably seven weeks since I've recorded anything for you guys. So I miss you. I'm looking forward to being back home and to doing some recordings with Neil, uh, in an environment that's more conducive to that. Uh, if there's anything that you want to hear me and Neil talk about, uh, please reach out to us. Uh, you can slide into our DMs and just kind of like let us know uh, or like leave a review on the podcast and, you know, let us know how we're doing. Uh, and then finally, uh, the last thing that I'll say is uh, I am uh, in a position in my career right now where I have like some extra time to uh, continue performing readings for individuals. So if you're interested in getting a reading, uh, you can reach out to me uh, at, in the, you can just go to the show notes below and find my Instagram, or you can find my email down there, um, and book a reading with me. Uh, just do it by reaching out to me. I don't have like a calendar for anything like that. So just reach out to me personally, if it's something you're interested in. Anyway, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of Heart, Soul, Human.